This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Good morning. Today we have a special show for you. It is a Newhoff Christmas. We, well, I thought it would be a great idea if you got to know a little bit more about some of the people you hear on a regular basis through the Newhoff media channels. And today we have Steve Brandy with us. Um, We're going to have a couple of other people join us, but we're going to start with Steve and talk about Christmas and the holidays and what they mean to him. Steve, welcome to the show. Good morning, Laura. Lovely, lovely. Glad I'm doing this. So I have to ask, how does it feel to be the interviewee rather than the interviewer? Wonderful, because you and I have done (laughs) this before, and I know what a great job you do. Oh, thank you so much for that. Right back at you. So tell us, when you think think about Christmas, what does it mean to the Brandy family? Well, as far as when I was a kid, uh, you know, there were great memories in Morgantown, West Virginia, when I was a real little kid. But I think they were stronger from my days as a really when I was in elementary school in Carmel, Indiana. And some of the ones, one of them I shared with you before when I was in first grade and I got a set of walkie talkies. And that was my introduction to broadcasting. My dad would go in one room, I'd go in the other room and we'd talk on the walkie-talkies about uh, sports, you know, the playoff game that was on TV. So there I was at six years old pretending to be a broadcaster with walkie-talkies I got for Christmas. But two years later, when I was in third grade for Christmas, we stepped it up even more. I wanted one of those red Panasonic tape recorders because my cousins in Pittsburgh had one, and you just, you know, record something, play back, listen to what you sound like, and everybody, of course, says, I don't sound like that, because you sound different within your own head to how your voice sounds to other people. That was true with me as well, but still, getting that red Panasonic uh, tape recorder in third grade and making it a family gift for all of us, but of course, I was the one that used it more than anyone. Mm-hmm. Love that. So what? what's your favorite holiday treat? What's something that's a tradition at your house? Well, it's on the way in the mail. My Aunt Dorothy in Pittsburgh makes incredible nut roll. Now, some people say it's not nut roll. It's Batista, I suppose it is. But in the Polish tradition, we call it nut roll. And uh, she fills it with that wonderful nut filling. Usually one or two loaves comes in the mail to me. And, uh, you know, my mother used that same nut filling to make those uh, cookies with the curls on them. She'd use apricot filling. But the nut rolls baked by Aunt Dorothy are the greatest because as long as she's up to it, she sends them out every year. And then my wife, Kim, and I decided to take uh, Aunt Dorothy's husband, God rest his soul, my Uncle Chuck. He made something called potato candy every year, which was a really, really cheap goodie that goes back to the depression because all it took was powdered sugar and a few other ingredients and then peanut butter and then you'd roll it and cut it so i never made that as a kid it was just a treat that uncle chuck made but then kim and i looked at each other and decide let's try uncle chuck's potato candy well we enjoy making it and we do it a little different maybe with a little more peanut butter in it so it's more squishy and all that stuff but it's something that we enjoy kim and i doing every year because we get better at it every year so why is it called potato is there a potato actually in it or does yeah, it yeah, butter? right you boil one potato and then you throw in powdered sugar 
and basically you stir it and stir it until it becomes a dough. Then you spread it out and spread peanut butter on it, roll it up, and cut it up into pieces, and you chew it. It's a very easy candy to make. It's very messy, but it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Sounds very interesting. So does somebody have Aunt Dorothy's recipe? Uh, I believe so. Our whole family has a book we share of recipes. Now, my mother had a wonderful buttermilk pie she made, and we got the recipe from our neighbor in Carmel, Indiana, Mary and Stephen, who shared it with us one time, and we loved it so much, we took it in as one of our holiday traditions, the buttermilk pie. It's like a custard cheesecake. To me, it just tastes like tastes like a thick layer of icing. It's just wonderful. So Kim makes the buttermilk pie now, uh, just as my mother's recipe is in the family recipe book. So it's great that, you know, we try some things every year that we want to make our tradition and all that. Mm-hmm. So do you uh, open presents on Christmas Eve or Christmas morning? Well, when I was a kid, it was always Christmas morning. There was never anything. The great thing about Christmas Eve was the anticipation. And Christmas morning, uh, whether I was in West Virginia as a child or Carmel or even Danville as an older kid, it was just the Christmas morning anticipation leading up to it. Christmas Eve was a time for just looking forward, putting on the music, maybe going to a church service, a lot of reflection, and just the feeling that it was almost here was just wonderful. Mm -hmm. Well, since you are the news guy, are we going to have snow? I know you're not the weather guy, but close enough. Oh, it doesn't look like it. I mean, uh, right now we're heading into, as as you and I are recording this, we're heading into a weekend of temperatures in the 50s. And we were just talking about myself and Tom from the Farm Bureau yesterday about the drought we've had. We could use some snow and we could use a white Christmas. And we had a white Halloween, of course, but uh, not so sure if we'll have the white Christmas. But really, one of my all-time favorite Christmases was 1975 when I was in third grade in Carmel, Indiana. We got the red tape recorder I wanted so badly, and we had two inches of snow on the ground, a perfect white Christmas when I was in third grade. That's my favorite right there. Mm -hmm. And so for our listening audience, tell us some little-known facts about Steve Brandy. Well, one of my all-time favorite gifts to my daughter, and this is great, she was three years old, and her mom and I, uh, we asked her what she wanted. She wanted a big yellow truck. Now, not too often does a little girl look you in the eye and go, I want a big yellow truck, and she was very specific about it. It was obviously something she was playing with at the nursery school she was at at the time. She wanted one of her own, so we got her one, and it was the perfect kind, and to this day, I put it under the Christmas tree every year. I told Natalie, when you get a bigger place with your own real big tree, I want you to have that. But we keep good care of it, and we put it under the tree every year. And then the dancing Tigger that sings Jingle Bells, which doesn't work anymore, but it's still a good decoration. Tigger dressed in Santa Claus outfits. That goes under the tree every year uh, at Kim's in my house up in Cisna Park. So just wonderful memories you like to hang on to. Another thing I still have is a green and white plastic candy cane about a foot and a half tall i was in a store with my daughter when she was a two-year-old three-year-old toddler we go past some decorations and she just grabs this plastic green and white lightweight hollow candy cane i said you want that okay she just was drawn to it so she picked it up and started carrying it And, of course, it wasn't that expensive. I said, all right, we'll get that. So we've still got her candy cane as well. 
Oh, I love that. Well, Steve, thank you for sharing with us. We appreciate you. We have Mike Holvey in the lineup. We're going to talk to him next about his Christmases. So we'll be right back. Steve, thank you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Laura. Welcome back to this morning's edition of Community Connection. Today we have Mike Holvey with us. And as we are talking about Christmases, and again, we'll kind of back up. I said I wanted to do this show so you all could know more about the Newhoff family. Of course, Mike, just a, a, a smidgen, you are leaving, but you will forever be ingrained in the Newhoff family. Oh, thank you. You know, the Newhoff family is in my DNA. I've been a part of the Newhoff family since 1990, when a young Jeff Newhoff um, came to Danville. It was his second group of radio stations that he purchased, the very first ones he bought from his dad. And then he wanted to show his dad that I can do it on my own. And so he bought, he came, he was living in Springfield. He came to Danville and bought the Danville radio stations. And probably from the very first time I met Jeff, there was a connection between us. And that existed until uh, a horrible day in July of 2012 when he passed away suddenly and very, very early in his life at 59. But um, been a part of it, you know, since that one that that faithful day in 1990. And yeah, I'm uh, I've accepted another position, um, you know, probably the only job I would take to take me away from the radio stations that I love, and that is to become the president and CEO of the National Trade Association for Radio Broadcasters. And what does that mean? Well, the trade association represent over 7,000 radio stations and partners in the broadcasting radio broadcast business across the com- the country and internationally. And we're the, you know, we are a single resource for driving revenue, for training, for education, for retention, supporting the daily efforts of radio stations and those companies all over the country and in a lot of cases around the world. And to be asked to do that, it, it, it it's more than a dream come true because I never thought that would be possible. So mm-hmm. an honor, it, it, it's been humbling and an honor, but that's what I'm doing. And that will occur in April of next year. But we're we, we're giving everyone a big, long runway to get used to the idea, mainly me. Um, so. Nice transition time for sure. For so sure. does this mean that you will be in New York City with the Rockettes next Christmas? <laughs> what does I it mean? Be in New York City a lot more than I have been. And I have to say, I, I enjoy going to New York City and I also enjoy leaving New York City. Um, it's. Uh, there's an energy there for sure. But yes, our organization has an office on on 55th and 6th Avenue. Now that is like, I never knew those words would ever come out of my mouth. Um, but we have an office there. Um, we also have an office in our for our organization in Dallas, Texas. But a lot of our staff works remotely and are spread out across the country. And I like that idea because we're deployed where local radio stations are at and where they need services and support and ways to connect. And I I need to be near an airport. And so um, our family actually owns a small town home. Uh, I say down the street from my two daughters, because as they got older, it was harder for them to break away time to come see dad. 
So during the pandemic, my wife and I decided that I mean everyone reassessed their values, right? Or and not their values, but what you're how you're going to spend your time, what you were going to do during the pandemic. And Julie and I made a very important decision. It's like we're not leaving, we're not going away, but we're not going to go to Florida and hang out, you know, with all the snowbirds. But you know what we could do? We could irritate our children and we could buy a small home down the street from them. So whenever we wanted to see them, we would just go see them. And Laura, that's exactly what we did. And now three years later, we'll be able to, I'll be able to work from there and in Indianapolis and in support of this new position. But we're also maintaining our home on Raymond Avenue in Danville, down the street from my father and, you know, near a lot of people that are very important to us. And it's going to balance out really well. Good information. So when you're thinking about Christmas, let's let's jump to the Christmas topic. Yes. What was your best present ever as well, a kid? Know, Clarify as a, as a kid. No, yeah, it was a kid. So in, and I think what you do when asked that question is it's like, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? And so here it is, an electric football game, an electric football set. When I was a little kid, we were living north of Peoria at the time. And I remember coming down on Christmas Christmas morning and looking, you know, into the family room. It's like, oh my gosh, I got an electric football set. Now, as anyone in the modern day knows, those things made no sense. They were like just this little electrified piece of metal, and your little team would scoot around. But it was so cool. So that is the very first thing that I think about as that Santa gift. You come down, it's oh, an electric football game. So that was my. That, that that must be number one because it's the first thing I thought of when you asked the question. And favorite thing to eat at Christmas? Oh, favorite thing to eat at Christmas. You know, my we lost my mother a couple years ago and she made delicious cookies, Christmas cookies, date pinwheels and and sugar cookies. And, and so it, it's got to be, I think back to my mom's cookies and my dad later in life had to really help, you know, do the, the cookies, but it was always very important. So uh, at Christmas time, it's got to be my mom's cookies, which I will always carry with me the rest of my life. I love that. And so holy family traditions, what's a tradition that you all do around the holiday? Well, one of the things that we do is is related to our home, and that is the home that we live in on Danville on Raymond Street has a switchback stairway. So, you know, you go up and then you come back the other way. And you and, and Rick have been in there, so you know. And what we have done ever since we've owned the house is we line our children up the stairway like the Brady Bunch on the TV show because we call ourselves the Brady Bunch. Only no Alice and our children are reverse. I have daughters and my and my wife, Julie, had sons and we've been the Brady Bunch for 26 or, well, we've been married for 25 years, but we've been the Brady Bunch for about 27 years. When we bought that house, it's like, wow, that, that stairway is so cool. That very first Christmas, we lined everybody up the stairway, and they were all little. And then every year, we've taken a Brady Bunch photo. And so we do one family, and then we do extended. And now with marriages and grandchildren and bonus grandchildren, like we have run out of room on the stairway. But that is a holiday tradition for us is our Brady Bunch Christmas photo with everybody up the stairway. The second is a game that my dad loves to play called Big Lots Christmas. And it's, you know, it's the Dirty Santa game or the switching game. You know, everybody plays it. But in our family, we call it Big Lots Christmas because it's been going on for a long time. And my dad would go to Big Lots. He'd have a budget and it could be a bag of rags. It could be a bag of rubber bands. It could be a box of envelopes. All that stuff would go into Big Lots 
paper bag stapled, and then we would play the game. And a typical, you know, Christmas Eve activity with us is 20 some people. And we put all the bags in the middle of the room and play. And we, in our family, we take pride in Big Lots Christmas. There you go. That sounds like so much fun. And it sounds like something your dad just would get a hoot out of. Absolutely. Still does. Mm -hmm, I bet. So do you open presents on Christmas Eve or Christmas morning? Uh, So let's go back to traditional. Like when we were little kids, it would be... um, it would be Christmas morning, but we might have a special gift on Christmas Eve. Um, now, how, as you know, as our children have gotten older and you're fighting this, this, that, and the other, it's whenever we can get together within the Christmas time. Um, so, but when we were kids, it was Christmas morning and it was always very special. Okay. Well, Mike, thank you so much for sharing with us. Any last Christmas memory you'd like to throw out there? Well, People ask me why I'm an Indianapolis Colts fan. And when I was a little kid, we lived in the Peoria area. And for whatever reason, the local TV station would show a lot of Baltimore Colts football games. And I really gravitated to a couple players that I would watch on the TV. And I became, at that point, you know, kind of like the Bears. But it's like Baltimore Colts. You know, I like their quarterback. I like their running back. And to prove that, Laura, I have a Christmas morning picture, me and my little brother, and I am wearing Baltimore Colts pajamas and a bathrobe. And my little brother is wearing the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, they were good at that time. And so my brother and I are around the Christmas tree, and he's wearing a Steeler bathrobe, and I'm wearing a Baltimore Colt bathrobe. So when people say, yeah, you're bandwagon jumper, Peyton Manning, oh, no. I've got my Christmas morning picture of me in a bathrobe with the Baltimore Colts to prove it. So, Laura, that's also a warm Christmas um, memory for me. But nothing better than nowadays than to watch your grandkids in and around Christmas. And that warms your heart for sure. I love that. So I think I think we're going to need proof of that. So what I'm thinking, <laughs> here's what I'm thinking. I think that picture should be posted on the you know, as a going away present. On huh? the Vermillion County, for, County First website, I think when we pull that up, we ought to be able to see that picture, and I bet you can make that happen. Well, what I will do is I will go to my dad's house. I will go to the family album where I know it is. I will take a picture of the picture, and I'm going to send it to you, and then whatever you do with it is up to you. <laughs> okay, love that. Well, thank you so much, Mike Holvey. Congratulations on your new endeavor, and we're, we're glad we'll still be able to see um, you, but of course, Julie more than anything. What a sweetheart. Of course. I'm what used. a sweetheart. And that organization says, oh, goody, we're hiring Julie. Oh, Mike comes <laughs> with her. So believe me, Julie has the same reputation in the broadcasting industry nationally that she does right here in Vermilion County. Well earned. I agree with that. Well, thank you so much, Mike. We're going to uh, move on and we're going to actually interview Tanya Solomon. So we're going to see what Christmas is like for her. Mike, see you around. Merry Christmas to you and your family and everyone else. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome back to the final segment of Community Connection this morning. We are having a Newhoff Christmas, giving you a chance to hear more about the voices that you you hear on a regular basis. Right now, we have Tanya Solomon with us. Tanya, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. Well, we are happy to have you on here and learn more. So we are talking about Christmas. And when you think about Christmas as a child, what was the best gift you ever had? 
the best gift I ever had as a child was probably my record player when I was about eight years old. And that was followed by when I was old enough to get a boom box and then I could um, actually record pretend radio shows. So you were interested in radio as a child? Yes, I was. I actually um, had a had a little boombox, and I had my record player, and uh, I would I would do little pretend shows whenever I, I was a child in my my studio. I say with uh, air quotes because it was my bedroom. So that was that's probably the one that I remember the most. Um, my the other memory I have that really stands out about Christmas for my childhood is the year I knocked over the Christmas tree accidentally trying to find a gift that actually wasn't even for me behind the Christmas tree. So literally the whole tree went? Literally the whole tree went. And my dad um, had just told me to not do it. And he had just finished uh, putting these lanterns, glass lanterns on the tree. And I, he left the room and I thought I could do it. And nope, I watched it go down. And I, that memory has been in my head ever since. So did the, did the glass bust? You know what? He, one of them cracked, and I had to relive it every year uh, at Christmas when he would put these on the tree. <laughs> and, um, they were li- these really cute little red um, lighted uh, lanterns, and he loved them. And, and uh, yeah, I got to hear hear it again every year for the, as long as the lanterns lasted. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when you think about your family, what what's a tradition that you all have? Um, a tradition that we have is that we get up on Christmas morning, open presents, um, and do food for pretty much the rest of the day. We cook breakfast and then we all, you know, hang out together and um, just continually different types of food all day long. Those, that's that's pretty much our tradition. And what's your favorite thing to eat? What's your favorite goodie that you only make at Christmas and you look forward to every year? Well, I don't make it, um, but my husband does. He makes this beef brisket that's phenomenal. And uh, we do it at Christmas. We do it at Hanukkah. And um, I say we loosely because it's his mother's recipe, which is probably his grandmother's recipe. And it makes the whole house smell delicious. And it's just amazing. That's my favorite goodie, uh, more so than anything sweet. Mm-hmm. So, Tanya, do you bake at Christmas or do you cook something particular? Mashed potatoes with a ricer. That's my my holiday. Um, I get the. Do you know what a ricer is for potatoes? I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. I, I get that out and um, make them that way. That's my holiday specialty because it takes so long to do it that way. Uh, that's about the only time of the year, Thanksgiving and Christmas, that I'll get those out. And I've I've heard they're pretty good. And I make a good matzo ball soup as well. Hey, um, well, Tanya, you also get your workout in, so see you can eat extra because you're burning all those calories. No. (laughs) (laughs) No. The only calories I burn are are, uh, when we go on a a dog walk, a walk. Well, I guess, yeah, I do burn the calories whenever I make them with the ricer. Yes, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) So, Tanya, talk about the dogs. This was a little-known fact for me. Oh, that we we rescue greyhounds. Um, We currently have two um we we had a a single guy for about eight years and our two um racers one raced for a bit uh she didn't ever win she came in second 
Um, and our other one uh, flunked out of racing school because he doesn't have uh, any prey drive. So um, what happens is when they're done racing or if they don't make the cut, nowadays they go up for adoption. And um, in the old days, they would put them to sleep. But now they get to go up for adoption. And so you take a retired racer and they've never lived in a house before. They've never had a family and they don't really know how to be dogs. And so um, you teach them that and then they're just awesome. Oh, well, that's very special. I love hearing that. And thank you for doing that. Um, that's very, very worthy. Yeah, they're, they're really a neat animal. Mm-hmm. Um, what is their temperament like? They're uh, completely chill. They sleep about 19 hours a day. Um, and they're super, they get excited uh, for, like any dog, for walks and dinner. And they do uh, what they call zoomies. They do, they circle back, you know, around and around really fast, chasing their tail. Um, but their temperament, I mean, they're just big, big, silly goof cuddle bugs. <laughs> So, Tanya, we are actually out of time, but I'm going to let you close this segment. So, you know, we had Steve Brandy on first, and then we had Mike Holvey on. Now we have you. People get to cha- get a chance to know more about the Newhoff family. Why don't you go ahead and give the Newhoff family Christmas message? Well, thank you to everyone that listens. We, we love you all, and uh, we're grateful to be a part of the community. Tanya, thank you for taking the time to be with this audience. I hope you've liked learning more about some of the Newhop family members. We'll continue to have them on. Um, Tanya, thank you for what you do. Thank you for representing Newhop and for the years. Again, something I just learned recently. Remind people, how many years have you been doing this? I have been on the air for 35 years. I've been with Newhop for 27 years. And it's surprising because you're only like, what, 38? (laughs) (laughs) No, I started when I was 15, actually, in radio. So I just turned 50 this year. So it's been my life. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm sorry, I cut you off. You were saying. No, I said said it's part of my fiber. It's part of my my being. So. Yep. Well, thank you for that. It certainly shows through in, in your love and passion for your trade. We appreciate you. Audience, I hope you've enjoyed this Christmas segment. I hope you have a fantastic Christmas weekend. And um, yeah, we'll be back next week with some new information as we head into a new year. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.